podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Support for the Cuts of the Race podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawmower 4.0. You heard it right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With this exclusive offer just for Formula Nerds listeners, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code FORMULANERDS at manscaped.com. That's code FORMULANERDS at manscaped.com. This is a little bit of a uh, unplanned episode because of all the events that have been happening. We thought we had to talk about it before the race. It's Saturday night. With me tonight, I've got Dan the Bottas fan. How are you, sir? I'm very good, thank you. Very, very good indeed. You'll find out why very shortly. Yeah, I think we already know that. And we've got one of our brand new podcast panel, Abby. How are you, my love? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. So uh, just to all the listeners, this impromptu show was at the request of Dan, the Bottas fan, clearly because of events that happened today. But we we are essentially here just to break up the weekend a bit because it's a sprint race weekend. A lot is changing. A lot is happening. Um, So, Dan, we, we thought we should talk a little bit about qualifying first, didn't we? Yeah, well, it's easy to forget qualifying exists. I forgot qualifying actually happened after the sprint race today, but qualifying did happen on Friday evening. Nothing really happened in Friday practice, so we've skipped that. Um, But qualifying on Friday evening, there were no major surprises, really. Lewis Hamilton popped it on pole position with a a 107.934, which is a very good time, Uh, followed by Max Verstappen, Bottas in third, Perez in fourth, Gasly popping it on fifth again. What a lad, what a driver. Uh, followed by Sainz, Leclerc, Norris and Ricardo. So no no major surprises really. Latifi outqualified Russell on in traditional Friday qualifying format for the first time ever, which is very, very impressive because I like Latifi, so I was happy. But yeah, during qualifying itself, no major surprises. I've got to say though, qualifying on a Friday... Now, Dan, I know you're at uni, so you probably thought this was this was a bit of an inconvenience for your party lifestyle. Me, just reaching my you know my middle age, now married, I thought, oh, fantastic, we've got qualifying on a Friday. This is an excuse to get a bottle of wine out. I mean, a- Abby, do you like qualifying on a Friday compared to Saturdays? I'm not really sure. I mean, it doesn't impact my life that much, but for the drivers, it's good because then they have more on a Friday and on a Saturday. I didn't really like sprint races earlier this year, but after today's, I'm liking them a bit more. 
Do you think it's it's better for F1 fans? Because let, let's be honest, practice is a little bit boring. We don't know what's actually going on. We don't know fuel loads. So essentially, we're, we're watching because we're fans, but yet we don't really know if the times make any 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 actual sense. I mean, Dan, do you think it's it's better for the F1 fans across the world to have something that means something on a Friday, something that means something on a Saturday, and again on a Sunday? Uh, it depends who you ask. If you ask the traditionalists and the people that don't like change, no. If you ask the young generation that are maybe more casual fans, yes. Yeah, there's pros and cons to both. I don't really have it. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I loved today. But in, even in Monza, when it was pretty boring, I didn't hate it. So I'm pretty impartial. Some love it, some hate it, is what it is. Mm-hmm. The, the only bit I'm not getting is you have practice one and then qualifying on a Friday. Why is practice two then on the Saturday after qualifying? It makes no sense to me. Can either of you just explain that to me? Is is there a reason? I don't know. Um, get used to the car on the track, maybe. And if there's sprints in Qatar and Saudi Arabia, it might help with them being new tracks. But to be honest, I have no idea. I guess it's FP2 is more for long run pace, isn't it? because FP1, they're focusing so much on qualifying. So just to get that data that that they had, because one hour of practice isn't really enough for an F1 weekend. But God, it does mean FP2 is awful. So boring, isn't it? It's they're just going round on long runs. It's pointless for us. The teams probably get a lot out of it, but for a, a spectator, it is very uninteresting. I think sometimes, and this is the reason that we've got sprint qualifying, is F1 is a fan sport. It's not about... The teams, okay. We the, the teams have learnt to 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 build a car over a weekend to to build up to qualifying in a race because they have F, FP one, two, and three. We shouldn't base the sport around the teams. It should be around the fans. And personally, I'll say it right here. I'm very happy with this format. I, I enjoy it a lot more. I did miss the last one, which was in Monza because I was busy that weekend. Um, but so far, I've enjoyed it. I think it brings a little bit of extra action. Um, the, the only thing that I'm hearing negative is that people can't commit all this time to watch the qualifying on a Friday, the sprint race on a Saturday. I mean, uh, Dan, you're at uni, so I'm, gonna, I'm going to direct this at you because you're one of the younger generation fans. Uh, first year at uni. Does, does it mess up your social life at all? Well, yeah, but I don't mind it messing up my social life. Because you haven't got I one. Would, I would... Pro- <laughs> no, oi, none of that. Because uh, I would prioritise watching Formula One. So the social life can come can come second after that. But no, I mean, it's not every week, is it? If it was every week, I think it'd be a different story. And then it would be a bit annoying. But it's not every week. So, you know, this has been once while I'm at uni. So that's fine by me. And uh, Abby, what about you? Do, do you find it's... You've got to change your schedule? Because as a, as a Formula nerd, as an F1 fan, if you miss qualifying, if you miss a sprint race, you're not actually a fan, are you? So you, you've got to change your plans around it, surely. You do. And it's hard because you get the results on social media. And if you have notifications on your phone, you have to turn all of them off so you don't get spoiled with the results. Um, but... I'm at uni like Dan, but mine's online and part-time. So for me, working around my schedule, it's okay. But yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, I mean, for me, I don't mind. As long as it's in the evening, it's okay. Uh, But, you know, if if it was earlier in the day, that would cause problems. But let's go back to what we're here to talk about. So there's been a lot of... 
Dan, what's a word that can describe um, between qualifying and the sprint race? What's what's one word? Shenanigans. I was going to say. I was going to say shenanigans. Then I was going to say stuff. Stuff shenanigans. I don't really know yeah. what to say. A lot of a lot of drama. A lot of everything has been occurring. So it's all around rear wings. Now I I can't believe some of the things that I've seen over the past. 24 hours and I'm really not happy as an F1 of some of the things I've seen over the last 24 hours should we talk about Max or Lewis first what do you reckon Dan um, I'd say Lewis he he was summoned to the stewards first his thing was was out first we'll go with Lewis okay so take it away tell us tell us the story Mercedes can't measure 85 millimetres. No, it's not quite as simple as that. When the rear wing flaps open for the DRS, it can be open a maximum of 85 millimetres at all points of the wing. Lewis's was open more than that, which obviously meant he had less drag and therefore could go quicker. And Brazil is a short track with powerful DRS zones, and it makes a difference. Um, so uh, Joe Bauer, the FIA technical delegate, spotted that. And says, uh, what's the word? Sent it to the stewards, referred it to the stewards. Uh, question. Um, when you say he spotted oh, that, how did he spot 85 millimetres? They have like a machine which is. It's, it's like, like a, a chocolate ball button, ball isn't it? String. Yes, it's like a chocolate coin, but a big 85 millimetre one on the end of a stick. And they prod the ring, the, the ring, the wing. <laughs> And see if it fits through. And they poke... This is really hard to... They, they poke the rear wing with... I think it was 10 newtons, 10 somethings of force. Um, and then if it can fit through, the wing's too big. So, my, my question... really hard to say with the wing and ring and everything. Yeah, and chocolate buttons. You know, this is the Formula Nose podcast. We really know what we're talking about here. But essentially, they have a device that they put into the rear wing, which shows if it's the right size or not. And actually, we have seen this on on the F1 coverage. But Dan, what I don't get, and maybe you can help me understand, is why would Mercedes make the DRS flap, let's call it that, bigger? Was it an accident? Did they do it on purpose? How does that actually happen? Um, Well, there's no way they did it on purpose. I would be astounded if they did it on purpose. But Mercedes claimed that when they sent the car out to the track, it, it passed all the tests and it was within the limits. And then when it came back, there was something, there was something wrong with it. Um, which I don't know if they said that initially, or if they said that after a certain video, did the rounds of Max Verstappen, in part Fermi after qualifying, just you know, giving Lewis his rear ring a little. Pr- I can't say that rear. His rear what? Sorry. Li- his rear. Re- be, be very careful how you say <clears throat> that. That could turn into a very different conversation. His ring. No. His. <laughs> <laughs> His rear... Rear wing. Rear wing. Rear wing. Not his rear... Max... Ring. No. Max gave Lewis's rear ring. Rear... (laughs) Rear wing. Max poked Lewis... Oh, no, I can't Don't use the word poked in this. No, 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 no. Max went to the back of Lewis's car and sort of touched his rear wing um, with his fingers, which is what it looked like he did from the fan video. Um, But that is against the rules. You can't touch another car in park Fermi conditions, which I think then allowed Mercedes to go, oh, he broke my car. It was him. Blame him. It wasn't me. It was him. Find him, not us. 
So, Abby, help, help me just understand this, right? So we've got uh, Lewis with a, a DRS box area, which is which is too big. Uh, Max Verstappen then gets out the car, touches his rear wing, and Max... What? I said it correctly. Don't you worry <laughs> about that. I was very careful. Um, he then touches his rear wing. <laughs> I can see how you've struggled. Um, but Max then gets a $50,000 or euro Euro. Euro, fine, for touching his rear wing. What is going on here? Abby, I mean, what do you make of this? Well, obviously, Max, you're not supposed to touch the cars when they're in Park Verme, so he should have been reprimanded. But I don't think he deserved a penalty because I, I believe it was Karun Chandok who said it. You can't tamper with the rear wings just by touching them. And that's 50,000 euros won't really make that much of a difference in Max's bank account. And in the past, we've seen Sebastian Vettel and multiple drivers have a look at other people's cars. So I think, I don't think there could have been any more that they could have given Max to reprimand him. Okay. I I agree. I don't think Max should have had a harsh, harsher sentence penalty for this. Um, But Dan, what was Lewis's... Uh, penalty for this do we even know how many millimetres extra it was I don't think we do not many I don't know how many but I know it wasn't Mm. many Uh, well Lewis was disqualified from Friday qualifying which is ridiculous he can't really complain okay well you're a Lewis fan but you can't really complain about that the rules are black and white they're written on paper like Seb in Hungary he didn't have enough fuel in the car he broke the rules he was disqualified Lewis's rear, Lewis's rear, <laughs> Lewis's rear wing was too big. He was disqualified because he broke the rules. You can't complain about that. You, you, you can't. Actually, and I would like to see how you complain about that. Uh, no, no, and they haven't. And Toto was very clear he hasn't. However, what Toto said in, in, the, in the post-sprint race conference was, usually the FIA would say, right, that's not where it should be. Can you sort it out? They would not normally give a penalty for this. Now, I don't, I don't work in the paddock, if you didn't know, and I'm not sure if that's true. However, if Toto's saying normally if there's a discrepancy there of a couple mil, which by the sounds of it, it is, they would say, right, that's not quite how it is, sort it out. However, my view is Lewis got pole. His rear wing was too large. I kind of agree with the with the disqualification. I, I I I do. I think it's harsh, especially at this time of year, and I think it's very bad for the fans because the fans tuned in tonight to see Lewis versus Max. They didn't tune in to see Lewis at the back, even though it, they got a banger. Even though they got a banger, right? But I mean, Abby, Abby, what do you think? Was that harsh, a disqualification, or do you also think the rules are black and white? Stick to it or deal with it. I agree. The rules are the rules are black and white. I think a disqualification was suitable. And if Mercedes hadn't been punished, if Lewis hadn't been disqualified and he did go on to win the title, everyone would then be talking about how it was unfair, how Mercedes weren't um, mm. punished for it and that they won because of this. But then if Red Bull do win and Max wins and Hamilton with the disqualification comes second... 
people then might be saying, well, maybe Max only won because of this. But for me, the disqualification was fair, I think. So as the Cut to the Race podcast panel, Dan, uh, I'm just saying Dan because we seem to have lost him. He, he's lost interest in this conversation. Uh, he's back. Um, I, was looking up, I was looking up facts. I wasn't completely zoning out. <laughs> no, I don't doubt that. Um, but we all agree that the Lewis disqualification was fair and the Max uh, fine was fair. Uh, Dan, is that what you're saying? Yep. I don't think he can have any complaints as much as I feel bad for Lewis, because this clearly isn't his fault, someone from Mercedes has made a bit of an error. It's the rules. Mm-hmm. Abby, you think that's fair? Yeah. And we didn't really suffer that much during the sprint race because of it. No, we didn't. And we'll get to that. And and just for the record, I... If, if what Toto Wolf is saying, and usually they would advise the teams to sort it out, that's a little unfair if they've penalised them here. I don't know that, but from the things I do know, I think it's fair. Anything else to talk about pre-sprint race, Dan? Well, the argument Red Bull will make was that these couple of millimetres extra the wing opened allowed Lewis to get the four-tenths of pole position. The argument Mercedes will make was that Max broke the wing, and that's why it took so long for the decision to be made, I think, because they were going, well, he did this to me, he did that to me. And, you know, we know what Red Bull and Merck are like. They're, mm. you know, they, they'll, they'll play tennis with these excuses all day long. But I yeah. think the right conclusion was was reached. Let's um, be honest. Max did not break the wing. Uh, let, let's just let's just clear that one out here. Max touched it, probably with the force that you would touch a pet. Was this a mere stroke? A, a mere stroke. That's one way to put it, yeah. Uh, Max did not in any way sabotage that car, nor would he. He's a sportsman. Let's not be silly here, Internet. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Um, which meant Lewis was right down in P20. Um, for the sprint race, people said, would he take some more com- new components and start in the pit lane? No, he started last on the grid, which meant Max Verstappen lined up on pole position, which is on the outside in... No, not, sorry, not pole position. He lined up in position one, which is on the outside in Brazil, uh, with Bottas second, Perez third, Gasly fourth, Sainz fifth, Leclerc sixth, Norris seventh, etc, 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 etc. Hamilton was plumb last behind Nikita Mazepin. Which, as much as I said everyone tuned in to watch Max versus Lewis, this was actually a little bit interesting. I, I had a little nap this afternoon just before uh, sprint qualifying because I went out shopping and I was shattered after shopping with, with the missus. It's a, f- a fully tiring experience. But I woke up to see Lewis had got this penalty and I was fuming. I, I, I shouted, I, I ran outside, took my clothes off, did a protest. You know, I wasn't happy about it. Not literally. Um, Suddenly, but- I'm quite glad that I live the opposite side of the country. <laughs> However, it did actually bring more entertainment, I think. You know, Lewis starting on last, um, behind Nikita Mazepin. I mean, that, that's, that's something in itself, right? I mean, he was behind him for the first 0.1 second of the race. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think we'll start at the back here. I think that makes sense. Lewis got off to a flyer. He was past four cars before turn one. It was... And, okay, here's a question. Is that just the car, Dan? Abby, is that just the car? No, I think it's down to Lewis. Dan, is that just the car? It's not just the car. (laughs) It's down to Lewis. It's down to Lewis being ridiculously good, ridiculously good. The fact he had warmer tyres would help. The fact that Mercedes is a very quick car and is quick off the line would help. 
the main reason he got ahead of four cars is because he's Lewis Hamilton. And, and, and the other four cars car. thought... And it was Mazepin, Schumacher, Raikkonen and Russell. Uh, Latifi and Russell. So, yeah, they they knew that they weren't to get in the way. Um, But something else, Dan the Bottas fan, let's go back to the front of the grid. Something else, and I repeat, Dan the Bottas fan, something else happened in uh, corner one. Yes, it did. Bottas took the lead. Get in there. What happened? Oh, my God, Bottas took... Oh my god! This was this was more entertaining than is that? No one saw that coming. No No one one. saw that coming. You guys were all doubting him. You were all doubting him. No one said it was going to happen. I said, well, actually, I didn't believe it was going to happen either. But it did happen. (laughs) Even Dan the Bottas fan didn't think that was going to happen. It did happen. Abby, did you think that was going to happen? No. And I was doing the live update for the sprint, and the lights went out. The cars went off. I started typing. And Formula Nerd group chat lit up. And I couldn't keep up with all the messages. So I... That's exciting. Shall I play my video? Can I do it? Okay, you can, you can do that. We've done this. So I was quite happy with the start of the race. Uh, Dan, have you got yours? I've got mine. Right. Now, I have to... Let me just do a little disclaimer here. Every single person in the Formula Nerd group chat before this race said Bottas would mess this up. There was not one that backed him. So my reaction just, just sums this up. I didn't say anything. You did. You said he was going to bottle it. He gets away a lot better. Screw you guys. Screw you guys. Screw you guys. Screw you guys. Sorry. I was very happy. Uh, here's a reenactment of Dan. Screw you guys. Screw you guys. Um, is it I, was, I, you, I, I you hadn't planned shout. for the scenario. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't want to disturb my flatmates. Um, I, I hadn't planned for that scenario, so I didn't have a celebration ready. Oh, good. Well, do you know what? I think what we've summarised here is that we enjoyed the beginning of that sprint race. He Um, kept the lead really well as well. In fact, Max went wide and I thought he'd spun at one point because he kicked up a lot of dirt, but he hadn't, uh, sadly, for the championship. So, uh, Abby, you are a a GOAT fan, aren't you? Yes, I am. Uh, (laughs) uh, Which, for our international (laughs) listeners who may not understand, that is a fan of Lewis Hamilton. It doesn't mean we're biased by any means. It just means that we uh, like Lewis. I, I like Lewis, but... I also love Max Verstappen and I love this fight we've got. Bottas today at the start was, if he had done that before Dan, he would still have that seat. If he had, if he had been that guy, many more times he'd still have that seat. No, he would not. Because he has said very openly that if Mercedes were only going to offer him a one-year contract, which they were, he was leaving. So no, he would not have had that seat unless Toto Wolff offered him a two-year contract, which was never going to happen. What, what I'm saying is if, the, if Bottas was the guy we saw today... He offered the contract. He would have been given there. 10 years if he'd been that guy. I can see why you're not a team boss. 10-year <laughs> contracts. <laughs> My name is Toto. Uh, no, listen, if, if Valtteri had been this aggressive, he had, he, he had owned that position on track many more times... Mercedes would have kept him. And I don't care what anyone says, Bottas would have stayed at Mercedes should they have wanted to keep him. Um, You don't go to Alfa Romeo by choice. But the fact is, 
these Bottas said this on his Beyond the Grid interview, which he did recently. The pressure got to him of one-year contracts, and he, since he's been free, he's said the difference it made. Since he signed with Alpha, he's got four pole positions, one speed king, two podiums, and a win. I've got to break free. Since he, I don't know if I would have heard that, so I'm just going to say it again. Since he signed with Alpha, he got four pole positions, one speed king, two podiums, and a win. He's got more. Technically, he's got more pole positions this season than Lewis Hamilton. Like this is ridiculous stats from Battery Bottas. Yeah. Since since he's free and can drive how he wants, and he's had a forty-five place grid penalty combined in that time since he signed for Alpha. So he is he is different gravy. He's making moves. I'm telling you. And for the listeners of the Cuts of Race podcast, this is why Dan the Bottas fan is no longer part of the show. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> um, Not yet. Okay, I'm going to say it. Bottas today, sprint race, awesome. Abby, what would you say on Bottas? Let's, let, let's summarise his performance. He did an amazing job. Amazing. I, I can't believe that he did that and managed to get ahead of Verstappen and keep the lead. And it was keep the lead. That was the bit that I was really miffed about. It was miffed. clearly you can overtake. No matter what Verstappen says, clearly you can overtake in Brazil. Verstappen couldn't overtake Bottas. I feel like I'm going to be Ollie the Bottas fan once Dan goes. I mean, Bottas today was everything we've wanted. Yeah, and do you know what? I'm so glad because, like, can I say it's my last weekend? I don't want to make you edit harder. Sorry. It's the last weekend of your time with the Formula Nerds. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. And for those of you that... Yes. Um for those of you that haven't listened to the news podcast, it is my last weekend with the Formula Nerds, and I'm so glad that Bottas is performing so well because I'm not sure I could I could take a final weekend of bashing. He was due but to he leave last it. week, by the way, but uh, in Mexico. <laughs> no, However, no, 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 it's always always Brazil, always Brazil. But I'm so glad that he is he's given me a perfect send off because honestly, he's. I can't fault him. I cannot fault him at all. Everyone thought his soft tyres were going to wear out towards the end of the race, which they probably were, but he'd managed them well enough. He was, His defending from Max was actually very good because Max mm-hmm. did have DRS multiple times and everyone criticised his Bottas for his lack of defensive ability, a bit like Tottenham this season. <laughs> Pains me to say, I'm a Spurs fan. Um, but he did really well today, really, really well today. He, he did. And it, it wouldn't be right, you know, we, we're not going to sit here all night. But Lewis Hamilton, 25th, so 15 positions he took. Now, Absolutely for, phenomenal. for the GOAT in a Mercedes, you would expect a good performance, but you wouldn't have expected that. That is, that's Lewis Hamilton and Brazil. And I said this to you guys when we, were, when we were talking during the race. I said, what is it about Lewis Hamilton screwing up in Brazil and then having a comeback? It, he is just, it, he's legendary. And... I think that's why the Brazilian fans really take to him because the Brazilian fans should not like Lewis if we remember what happened in 2008 when he uh, knocked when Massa off clock. and made him cry. You know, you don't make Massa cry. Massa's a legend, right? Even I will say that. Have you seen that. Sky, by the way, are doing a feature tomorrow with Massa and Glock? I'm yeah, like, that's I- got to rub it in for Massa, surely. <laughs> if Glock hadn't have slowed down in that last corner because of the conditions, Massa would be world champion. I, I have seen that and I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I feel that's a bit like... It's a bit clickbaity. Um, it's like if you put, to use another footballing analogy, like Wenger and Pochettino next to each other and said, you guys are best friends. They're clearly not, because one's a Spurs legend, and I will say that because I love him, and one's an Arsenal legend. 
You just but, wouldn't do but, it. But this is the cut to the race, not cut to the goalkeeper. Goalkeeper. What kind of example is that? <laughs> no, don't cut that bit out. Keep that bit in. That was awful. Cut to the post. Cut to the cut to the goal. Cut to the football. Cut to the. But I think what we're saying here is that Hamilton is legendary round into Lagos, right? Yeah. And he's proven it today. So uh, he's got a he's got a five place grid penalty for a new ICU. Is it a new ICU? ICE. Uh, ICE. Flipping hell. This is why I'm not an engineer. Uh, so he's got a new ice ice baby going into uh, the race. So he will take. He will start in tenth tomorrow. But Hamilton in tenth. He can still win it. Tenth is not a fun place to start in Brazil because the first corners do often see a lot of action. So he will have to be very, very careful. Um, his move today, by the way, on Lando Norris was absolutely ridiculous. How did he's we late. forget that? How did he we saw forget Max, that? He saw Max break late last week and goes, anything you can do, I can do better. And did a late-breaking move on Lando Norris down the inside today, which was fabulous. Do you want my reaction to that? Oh, yeah, you recorded this as well, didn't you? I recorded my reaction to the replay. Oh. Uh, I'm a Red Bull fan, by the way. Um, <laughs> Lies. <laughs> it was incredible. And, and it, do you know what it was? It was, I think someone's, uh, either Crofty or, or, or one of them said it. It was reminiscent of the Lewis Hamilton that we love. It was that 2008 Hamilton. It was that. It was the. It was the fighter, and let's be honest here. He's fighting for it right now. This is not going to come easy. He is on the back foot, and we're going to have to see in a very extraordinary Lewis if he's going to win this title. I mean, Abby. Lewis has been known for playing it safe. Uh, you know, playing the numbers, not taking the risks. But he can't do that anymore, can he? No, he can't. And as he said after the race, it's not over yet. He has more fight in him. And there are three races left after tomorrow. Um, so he will not back down from Max. He wants this title and he will fight for it. I'm going to ask you a really horrible question. But you're new, so I can. Is Lewis going to win I'm the title? Join the Formula Nerds. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Is Lewis going to win this title? I'd like to think so. I want him to win it. What does? What do you really think? Ask me tomorrow, and then I'll you're, decide. You're, you're that, with you're with me. Your heart says yes, but your head says no. But Abby, I'm asking you right now. This. Right now, is Lewis going to win the title? I don't know. It's, it's hard to determine. <laughs> Ollie, and, Ollie, and, no, 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 is, Lewis, is, is Lewis winning the title? Ollie, is Lewis winning the title? I don't know. And if you push me for an answer, oh, if, you push, if you push me for an answer, I would say no. Oh, oh what and a fan you are. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, there's fan and there's a, there's a fan of the sport. And I think this is what's made this championship season so beautiful, is we're sitting here with three races to go. And two Lewis fans, me and Abby here, we're saying we don't know. And actually what we're saying is we don't think so. Uh, and Abby won't say it, I know that, but she doesn't think so, otherwise she would have said yes. Um, and Dan, you may be a Bottas fan, but you're a Mercedes fan, and you also don't know, which means you think no. I'm a Mercedes fan this year, won't be next year. I'll still root for Lewis Hamilton, but of course the other driver in that team means that, unfortunately, allegiances will have to shift to Alfa Romeo. Um, that, but is, also, that is very unfortunate. Um. 
<laughs> they might be good next year. Um, the fact that Mercedes have somehow extended their or kept their constructors. No, they have extended their constructors' um, advantage after that sprint race is quite remarkable, given where the two Red Bull started and where the two Mercs started. So it shows this second driver, and I'm going to say this, this second driver will decide the championship for their respective first driver. Mm-hmm. Whether you like to believe that or not, they will make a difference. That point that Bottas nicked in Mexico last week could make all the difference. The fact Bottas held Verstappen off could make all the difference. It so will decide to- it. Tomorrow slash today, depending on when you're listening to this, or even in the past, depending on when you're listening to this, we have the Brazilian Grand Prix, which is not called the Brazilian Grand Prix. It's called the Sao Paulo Grand Prix for for some unknown reason. Why change the name? I don't know. I think that'd be because it's in Sao Paulo, actually. It's been the Brazilian Grand Prix forever. It's been the Mexican Grand Prix forever, and they changed that as well. I don't know they only, what they Yeah, but they only put City after. It's a bit easy. Anyway... Um, we are going into the end of this F1 season with no idea what's going to happen. And for, for what it's worth, at this point where we stand, I really think Red Bull just deserve that Constructors' Championship. I think they've come back out of nothing. And I'd be surprised if they don't win it. Uh, nice for me. Mercedes, they've made a lot of mistakes. Christian Horner, yes, he's an interesting character, that's for sure. Um, but Red Bull, to take on Mercedes after seven world championships fair play to them as for the drivers uh, you already know who i'm a fan of however what i will say is the best man will win dan what what would you say to summarize this championship before you leave the formula nerds you know you're not going to be here when we celebrate or, or don't celebrate or whatever it may be no but but if bottas ever wins the championship which you won't if alfa romeo provide a stellar car which i am won't. coming back and Showing off. Um, Dan, <sighs> Crofty, when he was on this show, recorded you something that you need to treasure for the rest of your life. I will was, treasure that for the rest of my it's life. It's not where you start, it? it's where you finish. Some of our listeners might have joined us since Crofty, Crofty said this to me, and it, honestly, it made my life. So I'm just going to play out what Crofty said to me once I found it. Here it is. So, Dan, uh, this moment that Crofty provided you, just... Summarise it in one word before I play it. It made my life. Three. What's the eighth for Lewis Hamilton going to be? Ooh, I'm not going to tell you that. Oh. <laughs> you know it though already, I'm sure. What about, what about Bottas's first one? Oh, you don't need double room. Sorry, are you still here, Dan? Are you still clowning with <laughs> Valtteri Bottas? You know, it's going to be a world champion line. Yeah. What would you like me to say when Valtteri Bottas becomes world champion? I'll do it for you, Dan. But I haven't prepared for it myself. <laughs> I'll, get back to you. I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you on that one. Uh, how about it's it's not where you start, it's where you finish. Valtteri Bottas, champion of the world. No, yes. do me. I'll just be doing laps in my living room at that point. <laughs> the fact that he came up with that finish pun on the spot as well is so impressive. And did you hear him do it? He's did used I hear it. Him? He's used it. What was the last race that Bottas won? It was in Turkey. Yes, he used it. It's not where you start, it's where you finish. Did he? And he said, big up the Formula Nerds. Oh, he yeah, of course he, he should have. Um, but no, did he say it's where you, not where you start, it's where you finish? Yeah, he did, he did, he did. Can't After the race? That. Yeah. No, he said it when he finished the finish, when he crossed the finish line. Carry on with the podcast. I'll be back. I think we've naturally come to the end of this podcast. Um, but what we are saying here is that this is a season where 
you can't miss a minute. I mean, Abby, if you're new to our team and I welcome you along and good God, good luck to you. But this season so far, I mean, how how would you summarise it? Let's say compared to last year. I mean, how does it compare for you? It's been so much more entertaining, so much more exciting. And with all the new fans from Drive to Survive and even ones from Formula One book series, I feel like it's the perfect time to get into the sport and watch it religiously. It's just been amazing this year. And obviously next year with the, the change of reg- regulations, it's also also going to be, it's going to be like a new sport. So I, I, I can't wait for this. And Dan, I would just like to formally thank you before we end this show uh, for everything you've done. You've, you've written some wicked articles which have... Um, blown up the world wide web i mean one of them had nearly caught a million hits you've done some wicked podcast shows you've run the news podcast and i just want to say thank you for also being a a diehard fan and not caring what anyone else on this earth says even when they're right you are still a fan of bottas (laughs) when they're not right though are they but just for once say maybe we were yeah and that's why I love you. Uh, thank you, Dan. You will be truly missed at the Formula Nerds. No, I've really enjoyed it. I have really enjoyed it. I mean, I'll be on the show tomorrow. You haven't got rid of me that easily. I will be on the race with you show. Oh, God. But I'm sure I will still exist in the world of Formula One. Don't know how, but I'm not disappearing off the face of the earth. Good so, stuff. Got well, your replacement, Abby, thank right. you very much for uh, joining the show today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, that's that was just rubbing it in. No, that was a bit of banter. <laughs> that was a bit of banter. Um, enjoy the race. We will be back after the race tomorrow. So if, if you haven't listened to this in time, then sorry. Um, but Come on, Bottas. Come on. Keep Convert the poll. Come on. That's my final word. <laughs> we will see you uh, tomorrow. Thank you very much, guys. Support for the Cut to the Race podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard it right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With this exclusive offer just for Formula Nerds listeners, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code FORMULANERDS at manscaped.com. That's code FORMULANERDS at manscaped.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.